It's not like I counted you down and told you, and you're like, yeah, 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 just go, go, go. It started with, uh, I'm going to hold it to, I might leave mid-show. <laughs> I might leave mid-show. Oh, God. Yes, we're talking about number twos on today's episode of Calling the Audible. Absolutely. Lock you back. Oh, there you go. The, the door's unlocked for you. Door's unlocked for you the the door to the shipping container. <laughs> Small eagle and smoke on. Wait. Don't forget about peas. 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 Hello, peas. Hey, peas. Okay, yeah. talk back today. He's in a bad mood. We pissed him off with the six. Did we really? Apparently. He hasn't talked since. Oh boy. He did ask how the shows were going, and I told him not well. That's not what you said. We were on the messages. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. What did I actually tell Who him? Who are you, Mokan? I am Mokan. I'm Simon, and I know that Mokan needs to do certain things today to his body. I know. So, I'll be so back. it's going to be an interesting podcast. You recap, and I'll go back. And I'm it. Eagle, and oh, yeah, I said, I'm we go right have now. no script. Mo and Simo <laughs> are on <laughs> it. How do you think it's going? Look how nervous Mokan was when he said that. I, I don't see Mokan. He's not in the shot. I don't know where he is or how long he's going to be gone. <laughs> okay, Division five, Division 4A. What did I see this week? This is going to be an interesting podcast. So I, I talk about a lot of things on my wait, article. Wait, 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 we got we to gotta make sure this goes proper. Oh, it's 90, 90 seconds of heat? No, it's not. Yeah, but it's going to be a really long 90 seconds. <laughs> no, you said it was fast. Okay, so <laughs> Division division 4A. So I'll, I'll try to keep like uh, this podcast in my article like, exclusive. But there's this one guy who really wanted me to talk about him, Andrew Lambert. Uh, well, Andrew Lambert wants me to talk about him every time, but I don't because I have to talk about You're actually doing it because you need to stall? <laughs> because I have 450 people to talk about, so I can talk about the same guy all the time. This week, Alpha Stars play Keeper Lock. Keeper Lock is on the up and up. They're playing better considering after three weeks, we said they were they had the most brutal schedule. 0-3 and no chance of making the playoffs. Might finish 2-8. They were 4-4. 3-4. Eagle, can you pull up this guy, the record for Keeper Lock, please? Yes. And... Listen, they came into this game against Alpha Stars. Alpha Stars don't have Jordan Prezant uh, in the lineup. Uh, Keeper Lock are currently four and five. They, so they were four, four and four. four. They were four and four, which is like it's a good spot to be in. Alpha Stars, uh, very dominant team all around, but without their quarterback, who's been playing lights out all season. So looking at them warm up, I was like, ah, you know what? Like Keeper Lock could steal this game. Like this could be like a, one of those like steal in the season before five and four, get yourself a better seating. Alpha Stars. Won't really care losing without their starting quarterback. Andrew Lambert showed up, man. He played really well. Uh, offensively, defensively. AJ Rashkavan added pick six on uh, Keyport Locks. First or second drive of the game in the first Did half. He undercut the center. Uh, no, <laughs> like the slot was doing like a deep out. And he read it the whole way, undercut. And then, you know, Jeff is not catching anybody. So <laughs> I could say because I'm not also not catching anybody. And yeah, AJ just brought it back. It was a good play by him. Defensively, honestly, uh, after stars, I think they matched up to like 12 PDs. They just batted everything down. Keeper Lock couldn't get anything going defensively. Uh, Jeff, Jeff didn't have a bad game though. Like he was just a lot of drops, a lot of bad plays that didn't go his way. 
uh, theories revealed that not have a good game for them. Jad, they really play well, but you won't win with a single guy in the 4A. So there you have it. This is why they lost. After Stars showed up, keyboard lock, they're a mess, man. I, I'm i not looking forward to see them in the playoff. It's going to be bad. Game changers, manhandled. Don't mess with Texas. So this is actually a fun one. So we actually have clips Yay. this week brought to you by Chris Rive. So I'll bring those oh, up while we're uh, waiting for MK to show up. What's MK? Okay. Okay. How have we not cued that to him before? I don't know. Okay. So game changers have been on absolute terror this season, and don't mess with Texas. Are very up and down. One week they're very good, and the next week they're not so much. This was a not so much week. Last week they played well, got a win against the Tide. This week, uh, not so much. If you if you know what don't mess with Texas is doing. The problem with the problem with Dallas Texas is the guys are so good, man. Honestly, the receiver wise, the quarterback, everybody's very talented at football, but they use the same plays over and over. And when you know what's coming, it's easier to stop than certain offenses, like the Joey Taylor offense that they do. Very difficult to stop, even though you know what's coming. Dallas Texas is a little bit easier. And game changers across the board are probably the most dominant team in the four since. Since the capper, and they're playing really well. Anton Sackett is having a monster season, and we see him here right now trying to escape the rush, which he clearly does. And then, oh, oh, is he gonna uh, tuck it? Is he gonna tuck it? He's gonna tuck it. <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna do it? He gonna, oh, he does. Do you have a lot of clips? Of the, is that a long clip? Or we actually do. Yeah, he's uh, still going. He's oh. still going. He's still going. <laughs> I can't see the clip, so it's very difficult for me to... He scored a touchdown on the run. Oh, there you go. There you go, Anton. So it's almost like you timed the topic with the clip. <laughs> it's almost Even like though you didn't coming. actually see it. I know what's coming. Do we have... How, many, how, many, how long on this clip do we have? Uh, it's pretty long, actually. We got a bunch of them. No, I mean, for this game. Like, we got five of them. Okay, keep it going. I'll talk about something else. But we're talking about this game. Yes, but I'm done. But we need to talk more. No, keep it in background. We'll talk about the U against Show Me TDs. But we're still watching this game. It's okay. Keep it going. I like to, I like to watch Anton score touchdowns. But look at him by himself. Ooh. Yeah. I like to watch Anton <laughs> score touchdowns. The U destroyed Show Me TDs this week. And by destroy, I mean it was bad. 11 o'clock Sunday night. Uh, Lachine, I believe. Uh, Mike Donna did not have a good game. It was one of those uh, bad Mikey nights. And... Listen, at the end of the day, the roster wasn't as competitive as they usually have it. They didn't have Felix Obaya. They didn't have, uh, well, they didn't have Peace, but that doesn't really make them more competitive. But, the, like, so if you look across the board, yeah, Justin Blanchard, Eric Cantin snapping in place of Peace, which is most likely an upgrade. Still have Antonio Donna. Still have Adam Parasuko. Still have Alex David. It's not a bad Division Four team. But they couldn't do much against the U. The U was able to just take away whatever Mikey was trying to do. Through interceptions, too, by Zach Goldstein. And Dustin White has been playing better and better every week. It looks like he's coming back. Uh, it's just a matter of the getting their, their pieces to click. The U was a very dominant team not too long ago. Uh, Dustin White hasn't played in a little while, needed some time. But once these guys get clicking, they're going to be the interesting moving forward. What else do you have to talk about while we wait for Mo? I know, right? There's a reason why we never wanted to do the monologue. And this is one of the reasons. Fun boys. Plus, it's you doing the monologue, which is even worse. 
Well, who would make a better monologue than me? Part of our staff, not across the world. Mm, almost anyone. Really? I think Stefano would do a good monologue. Oh, St- Steph does a better 90 seconds of heat, but at some point he runs out of content. You can't trash people for 40 minutes. <laughs> I mean, you say that. There's comedy specials on Netflix. That, that's basically it. <laughs> I say that, but then... Sorry, Dan Zara. Uh, Les Hommes de West played against uh, Fun Boys. Antoine Cote was present, although they only scored six points. But Fun Boys were dominant. No Scott Miranowitz. But they brought in Nick Arsenault. Like, how does he fit in Division 4 to begin with? Probably one of the, the best player in FPF. Now, just started sizzling in Division 4. And Gabriel Say was their quarterback. I don't know him. You go research Gabriel Say for me? Uh, I will. Also, yeah. Th- well, it's because their roster caps are so low. Yeah, I mean. It, right? they, so they have Kyle Smith and Nicolas Arsenault-Hum that are actually, like, high. And everyone else is, like, low to mid-60s. Yeah, they, they usually have Vince Nardone. So it's not a huge. I mean, Nick Axon is a more highly rated player than Vince Nardone. But it's not, like, a huge discrepancy. And without Scott Mirano, it's taking a hit. Like, it fits, obviously, because they asked him to play. And he was there. But it's still a shock to me to see Nick Axon playing in Division Four. Was he actually playing for real? Because I see sometimes, even in the upper divisions, he kind of just, you know, he's here for fun. Yeah, I mean, he's a very dominant player. Right? Like, he could take a game over by himself. He had one catch for 25 yards and a touchdown and one interception on defense. So, either he shut down a guy completely and picked him off once or, you know, on offense, he just scored one time and he was like, wow, it's 30 to nothing, so we could take the, we could take a chill pill. Les Under West just played the sort of defense where it's it's four eight. They're just not used to seeing guys like that on defense, aggressive guys jumping routes, and uh, just taking over games with very dominant player, very dominant safeties. These under like that forty bomb, and when it's not there, they're gonna have games like that. They're gonna have nights where they're just not successful. And this is like the longest number two of all times. <laughs> Any other games that caught your eye? Yes, the, I'm switching over to four B now. All right, four B. <laughs> That was a, a wowsy. Division 4B. Uh, the infantry, Matt Bears. Matt Bears forfeited? I guess. I don't know. You tell me. Well, I'm asking you because Bruce. An uh, I believe they did. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, rem- yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that now. I remember that now. Matt Bears uh, informed the infantry prior to the game, like uh, the night before, that he wouldn't be able to fill the roster. Uh, it's the second second game that the infantry doesn't play. They had a forfeit week one against Gogang. Now they have a forfeit against Matt Bears this week. Pretty shitty, to be honest. To lose two games in the same season. But even if they would have won, the infantry would have won that game by like 20 points. They're too good this season. I am so relaxed right now. But don't use the bathroom for the next 45 minutes. I would recommend. Uh, oh, hey, I'm O'Kine. Are we on 4B now or what's going on? Yeah, yeah we're, we're on 4B, 4B recaps. And we're not jumping around. Okay, no worries. Um, <laughs> let's, okay, let's talk about probably the most interesting game. Well, okay, so there's two games that, are, yeah. that were very interesting this week. Dreambreakers beat the Sheriff. I'm surprised 45 by 45 by 40. Dreambreakers have not looked good. Dreambreakers have looked very good this season. No, but there's times that they have not looked good, though. Yeah, so so they're very... like so The problem is with Dreambreakers is when they... When Sebastian Dallaire starts off well, their Dreambreakers are a very tough team to play against because they're physical, they're tall dudes, they're fast, and they sort of get going. But when they, they get off to a very slow start, they... They sort of give up on the game. Like, oh, we already lost. doesn't matter. Whatever. Let's just chill. Do. Yeah. So when they're in the game, they've been improving really, like, a lot. They were a Division 6 team last season. Yeah. They, they're one of the, the 
three teams that made the lead to Division Four with Glogan and Air Force One. And Dreambreakers, to me, is the better team of the three at this point. They, they are, but Simon, the thing is, like you know, when I I watched that that game against the Sheriff, and I just thought uh, our boy Louis Manning was very uh, erratic in the pocket. Three a lot picks, of, man. Yeah, a lot of one hoppers. Just he didn't look good at all. But Alex on Tache, bro, fucking it, three picks, two pick sixes. Yeah, but but the thing Dominant, is, dominant man. That's thing, a lot. The thing is with Dreambreakers and the game that I saw them play against Air Force One, which they um, they won only by uh, was lost by six. And then I remember I did the A Squad game against Dreambreakers way back in Week One, mm-hmm. and then the following week they played All Hooks at Hebert. So I did three of the games are zero and three. So maybe I'm not <laughs> the right guy for them to do this game. So just don't score keep them. Just I don't, just don't. Maybe you're the bad left arm. Maybe I am, but I, I need to see them be more convincing against the better tier of teams. Well, and the Sheriff is a good team this season. Right? They are a good team. By right. beating the Sheriff this week, it's like a statement game for them. But they need to win. They need to climb back up in like that middle of the pack instead of being at the bottom of the seedings. Right. And now with that win over the Sheriff, the Sheriff, it doesn't really matter for them. They were 6-2 and two, and then they're 6-3, and three, whatever. Yeah. But for Dreambreakers, it's a huge win. First of all, it gives you a lot of confidence that if we play them again, which they might because they might be like that three against six seed. Yeah. It could be a very fun matchup to have again. And uh, yeah, for the Sheriff, it's a game that whatever doesn't really matter. We're already locked in. But for Dreambreakers, it pushes them over the top, almost guarantees them a playoff spot now, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. I think they're vulnerable, though, you know. Well, everybody's vulnerable, yeah. except the infantry to me. Everybody but Ghost and Infantry is vulnerable in 4B. Lots of balls are soft play. Um, that didn't play well. No. They got it, manhandled. But by LBF was missing guys, though. We saw that clip today, this morning, today, yesterday? Ralph Casey. Indeed. Was it yesterday, this morning? That was uh, that was div- that was Lonzo Ballers? Yeah, yeah. Lonzo Ballers against Dave Ashford. Yeah. Ralph Casey was the one who who did the infraction. Rafael made the, the play on Rafael. Yeah, exactly. Casey but, on Dejeuner. But I look at it this way. That's a good promo. We should have more of those. Maybe. Um, LBF... Nick Sarro's quarterback didn't work out. Well, with Ralph Casey didn't work out, right? Lion Johnson had an okay day. Uh, Dajne, really good receiver. And Very, but he's just kind of a receiver. Yeah, he, he's ran, he was running circles around these guys. But oh, sure. I just didn't think – if this is best on best, this game's a lot closer. It's probably a one-score game, not a, not a three-score victory by Alonzo Ballers. But both teams are missing a lot of key talent. And yeah, it's like Kivjevic wasn't there, right? Kivjevic wasn't there. Um, you're missing uh, the starting quarterback. wasn't there. Lafontaine wasn't there for them as well. Uh, yeah, Sean. Lonnie John, uh, sorry, Quay Johnson wasn't there either. So best on best, this is probably a one score game. This isn't a three score. And win. Lonzo Ballers is like we've talked about in the previous weeks, a much better team than a lot of people give them credit for. They, if you look at their their schedule, they like, got oh, these guys. They lost a few bad games, but they also didn't have their quarterback for like three weeks. No. No. And they were also missing one of their best players for another three weeks. That was not the same three weeks because he got suspended. So, it, all in all, it's it's a bit surprising. I got a, I got a good one for you, Mukhan. Yeah, go for it. Is MTL Originals the best team without a good quarterback? No. Because who's who's a better team without a quarterback? I mean, you're talking about like a, a team that doesn't have a preeminent so, quarterback. So, at Montreal Originals, if you look at that roster, very dominant. But their quarterback play as aside from the first four weeks, has been far below average. I wouldn't say mediocre, but close. They have talent around them. They, they, the receiver, the receiving screw is amazing. And the Chill, defense is very good. Yeah, look at this. Philippe Anchil, Marc-André Paradis, Vincent Benjamin, Ricardo Desrosiers, Jeremy Ledoux, and Jeremy Coutier, Stan Marino. Elian These Darwin. are all very good <laughs> Division 4, Division 3 guys. 
Elian Dell, if he was playing receiver, receiver, true receiver, he'd be a real threat in this league. Philip Ashton? Well, he usually is, but was, this was the one week where the quarterback was. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, MTL Originals is a good team. They have a good test against my, uh, Dreambreakers this Sunday. Oh, it's going to be a fun game. Which will tell us a, a good – it gives us a good limit test of whether or not this team is a real deal team or not. But well, it's going to be a good test for both teams, really. Yeah, well, look, Dreambreakers – sorry, MTL Originals need this victory over Dreambreakers right now. If Dreambreakers could beat MTL Originals, it's going to elevate them as to, like, the, the fourth, fifth seed that could beat anybody below them. Yes, exactly. Montreal Originals, it's going to show that their first four weeks were flukes, I guess. Because they were 4-0, and oh, and now they're 4-4. Four and four. They could, it's, it's bad, man. It's a huge fall from Greece. Their first four games were against Les Montagnards, Mad Bears, Team YS, and All Hooks. And then their next four games were against the Infantry, yeah, A-Squad, Sheriff, and Glow Gang. Yeah, not easy Not easy no. last four. Like the, they played the Montagnards, who were still having Antoine uh, <coughs> Vien as a quarterback. Uh, Mad Bears without Sebastien Thibault. So, like, all these, like, wins have a sort of, like, a bemut on them, right? I look. I, I think that it'll be a, a loss by them. Will I think eliminate them? Not eliminate, but put them in severe. What about Glow Gang? It's too inconsistent for me, man. I, I, they I just they just beat Montreal Originals twenty six twenty five. Yes, but why I say that is because earlier this season they 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 uh, they kind of dicked around a little bit. Mm-hmm. Didn't take it seriously. They forfeited the first week to they did. The, the infantry. They just didn't show up. Yeah. And then following week, uh, they played with, like, fire for most of the game. Guys were just yeah. not serious, whatever. It doesn't matter. Then they ducked themselves in an 0-3. 0-3 start, like, yeah. Yes. 0-3 start. And ever since, like, okay, well, guys, we got to, you know, we're not pissing the season away. And they sort of climbed back out. They're playing good. I think they're one of the most competitive teams. Like, they're going to be – they're going to have good games against pretty much everybody across the board, but they're not favorites in my book. All right. So if you buy or sell right now, are you buying or selling the infantry right now? Well, so are we doing like the stock market or the mo conversion? Mo conversion stock market. The, so if it's the mo conversion, I'm buying hard. Like I'm putting all my money in the infantry. They're gonna go to the championship. You think so? If it's the stock market, I've already sold five weeks ago because it can't go higher than it is now. Okay. The stock I'm is confused. at its highest. <laughs> I'm confused here. Okay, okay so, so we'll go, we'll go infantry, stock market. Yeah. Th- to me, it's a championship or bust season, and I don't see them losing until the finals. Okay, glow gang, buy or sell. I'm a buy into Glow Gang at this point. I think that they're going to be able to upset a few teams in the in this in the playoffs. I think they're just a funky team that's going to really make things difficult for others. I think that they, unless they have a tough game, unless they play the infantry in the playoff in, in this week's in this season's playoffs before yeah. the semifinals, yeah. don't make the semifinals. Right. Me machine. So they're good. They're just at this point in the season, this is when they, they fall off the wagon. I, I look at Dan Goloff and that core receiving team. They've had some injuries earlier this season. Over or under 1.5 playoff wins. For me, Machine? I'll well, actually, just go over or under one. Depends are they gonna, on the matchup. Yeah. Look, if I, don't, okay, I don't so see them winning say, in the playoffs. Okay, are they a one-round team? Yes or no? How about that? I say they're... They could be a one-round team. They'll be, they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be bounced. They'll mm-hmm. lose by like two scores like yeah, they've done in the last like four years. They'll be bounced. In the first round. Uh, LBB. Oh, man. The Blues. They've improved. The roster's good. The roster's much, much improved. They're, they're much more organized than, than they were in, in years they past. They show up on time. They're not four. Yeah, and we're not doing that. Okay, well, you're down 6 nothing after a minute of play here. 18 nothing at Brossard. Yeah. Uh, okay, so LBB. You're buying and selling these guys. Uh, I'm a buy on the LBB. I think that they are very matchup dependent. I think they have a very strong defense, very good team. Their offense won't put up 45 points, though. I think so their defense can lock up with the best of them. 
and I think their offense could put up points, but it all depends on how much they're in sync with each so, other. So let's look at the, that side of the conference for LBB and 4B. Let's look at who they could play in the playoffs and see who could be... Right now they're locked in with LVF in a, in a 4 yeah, So now they'll play LVF. But I'm, if I'm, they were to fall to 6 or 7, then they get Lonzo Baja SWAT. So... I think that they could lock up SWAT and have it and make it a very interesting game. Although SWAT's been playing like scrap. SWAT until up to this week, they play really well. The last like three weeks, scoring like. But Canada. when when they play bad, yeah, they play that, that's really the thing. Really like, either they score fifty or they score eighteen. There's like no middle. Four perk sixes. Yeah, there's like no middle for them. There's nothing. So if Libus Manara play Lonzo Ballers, Ghost, or SWAT, it's a fun game. Yeah. If they play Mean Machines, Small Giants, or Ballers, they're gonna they're gonna wreck them. Anything below them, yes. Anything above them, so is a bit it more could be dicey. fun to see the Blues one. Are they finish like third or fourth? They, and have like a like a freebie round. I don't know if they can get up to the three spot. I think the four is their their uh, ceiling right now. Well, so so they they currently have Canes and SWAT left in their schedule. They're gonna be Canes. They're gonna be Canes and SWAT's again that would which actually would flip the table because go. they could go up to three. But SWAT is five and three. The Blues one are, are five and three. So it's fair to assume that Blues are, are going to win this week, go to six and three, and then they get to play SWAT, who are playing the Vergara Fire and the Blues are. So those are not two games that are not gimmies for SWAT. No, no, and SWAT could have have a real tailspin. So in this one, we could potentially see SWAT go five and five, and the Blues are finish seven and three in the third seed. SWAT could fall to seven right now, if things don't yeah, go their way. They're they're locked in the playoffs. Yeah, but yeah, they could fall off a little bit, and then that would seem like SWAT would have to play. Ghost Alonzo Ballers or the Blues Marar Week one as the underdog instead of as a favorite. And they wanna do that. They, no, you don't. So the SWAT needs to beat uh, Le Verge of this week. Exactly. Dreambreakers. I know we were typing them up before. Oh the Dreambreakers. So you're buying them. Yeah. I think that c- they're currently in the ninth seed, out of the playoff with eight points. Uh thirty but also is the fourth seed. Like from fourth to ninth, everybody's at four wins, eight points. Right. They they just happen to be the lowest because of divisional record, but the season's not over and they won't be that one team on the outside looking in. Does All that right. put Air Force One in a bad position because they have an extra game at hand? Eight Very, bad yep. Very bad position. Very bad because they're ahead behind. Yeah, that's how you use it. Mad Bears four and four. They're in a playoff spot. I'm right buying now. Mad Bears. I just I uh, ever since the best since came back 100, percent they've been very good. It sucks this week that they have to forfeit to the infantry. Right, it would have been more fun to play yeah. that game, uh, but I still think that they're a playoff team. I think they're going to be one of those teams that remain in a six to eight spot, but they're going to stay in dream in conference B. Les Montagnards and Team YS are eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, the, the Infantry Sheriff A Squad are are officially clinched, so it comes down to Montreal Originals, Glow Gang, Air Force One, Matt Bears, All Oaks, Dreambreakers. Dreambreakers will make it in. They will make the playoffs this season. Yeah. Uh, they have uh, Montreal Originals and Matt Bears left on the schedule. Tough, but they're going to split it, finish 5-5. Five and five. Air Force One are playing Glow Gang. That's uh, the last game. And now you can flip the playoff schedule again in the 5 versus 6 matchup right now. So if Glow Gang wins, which I believe will happen, I Air Force will. One will finish 4-6 and six and will finish ninth and won't make playoffs. Yeah, they're then then they're the playoff uh, destinies out of their hands. Yep. So the... Because they all, they already have an extra game over everybody else, and it's a loss. They're in a tough spot. 
they need to beat Gulagang this week, and Gulagang also needs to win. Like if Gulagang loses this game, they'll fin- they'll be four and five, move down closer to being eliminated, and there's a chance that one of these teams are not making playoffs. It's not making playoffs. Well, yeah, because right? like it's a fact. One team is outside looking yeah. in, so yes, there is one team that will not make the playoffs in this case. Whether it is all hugs, so all, all these guys need to win, and uh, like Montre- the Montreal Originals Greenbreakers game is going to be a huge one. I'll preview that in my article. Gulagang Air Force One also going to be a very very good game to watch on watch of watch if watch to watch the game pay attention to yes there you go okay in in 4a uh simone playoff standings well i want to ask you don't mess with texas they had a bad loss uh against game changers yeah i talked about it a little bit earlier i know you did i heard you uh game changers yeah we'll be the one seed no doubt about that uh, don't yep. mess with Texas. that one tie will it hurt or help them in clutching the playoff spot at this point, because they've already played nine games, it's it, it helps because it puts them just above Keep or Lock, the Tide, and Show Me TDs. Just above. Uh, Show Me TDs beat them this season in the week to three or four. Right. Which would give them the, tie, the head-to-head against them. Because yeah. of that tie, the head-to-head doesn't matter anymore. So if both teams finish with you know four wins, don't mess with Texas above them, and they're going to push Show Me TDs out. I believe at this point in the season... Well, so Lizam de West and Soft Serve are officially out of the playoff race. Soft Serve has a chance. I had to list it here. Soft Serve still has an outside chance if they were to win out with help. Well, they need to, yeah, they need to they win, win out, out and they need everybody else to lose out, which. Exactly. But right now, the odds of that happening are very minimal. They're very, very slim. Like, yeah. a, but I'm disappointed with Soft Serve because they had a really good roster assembled. Uh, Soft Serve played game changers not uh, week 11. Like, that's not. Uh, no, they no, need no, to no. win out. Yeah. And considering, like, uh, yeah, if you look at it, like, uh, I'm, we talked about it a little bit. I'm disappointed in keeper lock, but for for soft serve to jump keeper lock to make the playoffs is like a very so. In that case, when you look at a team like keeper lock or the tie, they're both at four or five or four and three for the tie. Tie have complete control of their playoff destiny. Mm-hmm. They went out the next three. Mm-hmm. They could, in theory, finish as high as two if things fall their way. They could, but I don't think that would be the case. So right now, which team would you rather be? Which team are you more envious of? Uh, Keyport Lock or the Tide and how they can control their playoff destiny moving forward? The Tide, man. They got The Tide has Stromy TDs, Baby Kangaroos, the U. If the Tide wins this week on Wednesday night, a bear, they officially clinch playoff and knock out Stromy TDs. Would a win this week. Uh, and then they play Baby Kangaroos uh, on, on Sunday and the U on Monday. So back-to-back games. Right. So the... So Within five days, they have three games. Wednesday, Sunday, Monday. That could be take a toll. It's it's going to take a toll. You're going to see a difference in that the U game, for sure. Um, I think they're going to go all out against Show Me TDs to win that game, to keep themselves alive. Yeah. Yep. And then they're going to play against Baby Kangaroos because it's going to be one of those games where, like, you know, we're going to get a better seating, whatever. And then by the time they get to that game against the U, they're going to be tired. They're going to need subs, and the guys are going to be like, petite. Right. So, Stoics are the one right now. You have half a star, six niners, green deal, human beings, all hovering within two points now. What? So, the best and worst case scenario for the Stokes is what right now? First place can definitely be theirs so if they went out. But what is the worst What is the worst case scenario for them if they were to fall uh, down the ladder and end up being a four seed? What is a good matchup and what is a bad matchup for them if they were a four or three seed or two I don't, seed? I think they're going to stay the number one seed. I think that if you look at who they have on their schedule, like who who's going to make it into Division Four and in the sorry in Conference A, who's going to make yeah. it in? 
I think the only difficult team for them to play, like I wouldn't, I think they 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 have the one up against Sphinx, Ebros, Jagerbomb, Pastor Prime, Greendale Human Beings a difficult game for them. I, I would I would Six Niners a tough game for them. Yeah, Alpha Stars a tough game. So like the, the top four, but they won't play them. The only one that could worry me for the Stoics is Savage Squad. No, see, that that's the thing. I think that the way Savage Squad plays FF is. They're very aggressive. They jump stuff, and they're physical guys. Right. The Stoics are a lot of players who, yes, they know this is going to happen, but it gets under their skin. They don't like to be touched. Yeah. And Savage Squad knows that, and they're going to use that to their advantage. So if Savage Squad is able to maintain a good start, so they start with the ball, score, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Derek Dabu plays the same way he's been playing in the last two weeks where he's like he, he's, he's playing as a pocket quarterback. He makes good reads, and he gets get rid of the ball fast. And lets his receivers make play for him. They're yeah. going to score thirty-five points against the Stoics. And if they have to, but leave they have a good defense, the game, though. They, they have a good defense. Vinny, no, Stoics Delano. is a good team. They're not going to score forty. Yeah, but they're going to score like five times. And if Savage Squad is able to main, start with the ball and maintain the lead the whole way and force Stoics to play like, catch up to them, Chris Rivera is going to make mistakes. And he, he told so you don't me, trust him as a quarterback. Chris Rivera told me before, like before he played Savage Squad back in, is I hate playing against the Dau. They always get under my skin. Right. Considering that before the game even happens is a problem. Don't like he already knows he's gonna get frazzled. So the So you don't trust him in the big game? Not against Savage against everybody in this in this division, yes. Against the Savage Squad, no. I think I think Chris Rivet, the way he's playing this season is phenomenal. Like he, he said he credits uh, Frank and Vinny yeah. Galano and Delore for for the positive reinforcement that played. He also found a way to use all these pieces together. And let the guys that he have make him better. So it's not the Stoics isn't about Chris Trive being an elite quarterback throwing to good receivers. Right. It's about very very good receivers making their quarterback better. Right. So he uses a guy like Vinny Guilano, who's like a Division One receiver. Yep. Make him look better by letting his receiver do the hard work for him. He doesn't need Chris Trive doesn't need to be the All Star anymore. You just need his receivers to make him good. He's an All Star photographer. That's for sure. Yeah. And videographer, yeah, yeah for sure, that's for sure. Do we have clips from? Uh, do we have other clips from the four? No, he's on his phone right now. That's it. You. That's all we got. Perfect. <laughs> four <laughs> hours of work, and he gave us like gave like four clips. All right, uh, Alex the Wall. Uh, he's on a cusp of something unique. Fifty catches, two hundred. Um, Fifty catches, eight hundred yards, receiving twenty touchdowns. I wish we could see what the record was for yards because record books, but one game to go. What is more likely to happen? Hitting, him hitting the 50 reception mark, him even hitting 800 yards, or 20 touchdowns for the season? 800 yards is more likely. I think the way that uh, Louis Bejan uses Alex Noel, he feeds him insanely. He's the guy that's going to get the not just the yaks, but he's the guy that the play concepts revolve around Alex Noel being in open space, which allows him to get a lot of yards, and he's going to have another 80, 90-yard game. So... I don't know if you've seen the stats. He has a lot of touchdowns. Yep. Is he Hall of Fame worthy? Alex Snyder? Yeah. Does he have enough seasons to be considered? Eagle, can you get that up for us? He does not have enough seasons. How many seasons does he have now? He has 165 touchdowns receiving. It's a lot. It's a lot. Alex Snyder is probably one of the best lower division guys, like, ever. He's always smiling. He's such a nice guy. Do you remember him playing with Predators back in the days? Vaguely. Vigo. He was playing with, uh, you know, yeah, James, James Flo and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob so Burnett. And Predators 2012, Nutcrackers 2013, Please Predators 2014, Spring. Okay, wait. 
One, two. In your three. head. This guy's a mathematician, is he not? Like a like a this computer guy. Yeah. He's not a mathematician. He's a computer guy. So Alex Noel has been playing. Oh, uh, he's at twelve. Yeah, so he's at twelve. So, but look at look at his touchdown reception. Not, not all his seasons are, I like, guess, eligible. Like, well, you just need to be playoff. Good. Right? You just to be playoff eligible for. Look, look at his touchdown grabs. That's what I'm saying, though. If you look at some of them, so like the old there. seasons. Eh. Yeah, but back then he was playing in the high. Like, what I I find is too high for him. Like he's a he's going to be a dominant four, five, six player. But if you move him up to Division Two, he's you get lost in the mix. But 165 touchdowns is a lot of. A lot, man. So how's he now in the Hall of Fame? That's like twenty percent. Would you vote for him? Yeah, I vote for him. Well, considering these numbers, year. I don't vote. He doesn't vote. Considering vote. these numbers, bro, that's sixteen touchdowns per season for ten seasons. That's he, a he has hell double of a mark. digit. He's got double digit touchdowns, but no one recognizes every that, single year for twelve seasons. Yep. But no one recognizes. How many that. guys have that? They're all in the Hall of Fame. Okay. He's in the Hall of Famer. So who who's the guy that gave us a short list of people to vote on? Because he snubbed that not It wasn't me. I think Dan Lazara did. <laughs> I think we should place Dan Lazara. No, Dan Lazara didn't make the list because he wasn't on it. So. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, it is now time for Games of the Week. Yeah. Here we go. Pew, 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 pew. Um, let's do 4B first. Um Mean Machine versus Check Out My TDs. Mean Machine. Yes. They need that win, eh? Yes. They yeah. need that mean win. Mean Machine need that win. Check Out My TDs are in a tough spot. And I think that Mean Machine, like we talked about, as much as I don't trust them in the playoffs, they'll beat anybody below them. Nothing above them. All right. We have Air Force One versus Glow Gang. Glow Gang. Game of the week right there. Where are they playing, by the way? Uh, they are playing Brothard two. Oh, okay, I'll bring, I'll bring Antoine S. Team's uh, water bottle. Then. I don't know. I don't know who's the game of the week guy, but uh, that's the game of the week to me. Give me Glow, give me glow Gang. Uh, MTL Originals versus Dream Breakers. That's the what should have been game of the week, but less popular vote. I go. Give me Dream Breakers. I go breakers, yeah, Breakers. What could potentially be a preview of the four B finals? Ghost versus the Sheriff. Ghost. It won't be. I mean, it's possible. Because the infantry will not lose. But give me Ghost. The ghost. bragging rights on this yeah. game is going to be uh, too high for the Sheriff. Give me Ghost. Um, I'm just Sorry trying to, to see any other ones that are relevant for playoff standings here. Uh, we got, yeah, I guess, A-Squad versus All Hooks. All Hooks. All Hooks need to win, man. Yeah. They're in the eight hole at the moment. They can't afford to lose, but they will Give me a perfect recipe for a squad to lose. Did, no, this is the perfect game for a squad to win. This is the sort of game where they'll be chirpier than the other team. They're going to get under all the skin. If the rusher is able to get to Seal Levine, they're going to win. And a potential upset, Mad Bears versus Team YS. Mad Bears. Oh, yeah, yeah this is not a close game. Mad Bears, man. No chance of spoilers? No. no. Team YS has been... They checked out. A long time ago. Uh, next... Let's go 4A. 4A. You know who checked out this week? I did. No, no, your boy checked out this who? week. Who? Theory. Oh, Theory. yeah, Gervell, man. This guy, oh, he my Checked God. out, man. Uh, this guy didn't want to play. Like He's like, what, what the bleep am I here for? He came back in the huddle saying, don't throw me the ball. Nice. In the first he's, half. He, he's got such bad ass, man. He's just, like, he, but he's, like, he could be so good, but. Fun Boys versus Game Changers. Changers. Yeah, yeah, I like Fun Boys, but game changers are too good. 
Um, let's go again. I'm just looking for games that are potentially relevant here. Sphinx versus Ebros. Big game. Big game for both. Huge because, game for both. Six against seven. Yeah. Uh, give me uh, Sphinx one. Uh, uh, Ebros has been a terrible spiral. Yeah. If they don't bounce back from this, Ebros might not make playoffs. Give me Ebros. Um, another potential finals matchup, potentially. The Stoics versus BD Bandits. Stoics. Stoics. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's totally Stoics. I just you like Stoics. Know, you know what's going to happen in this game is who gets ejected? Vinny Golano or Steve Sander? Yes. No, it's Fan will get ejected. Who, get, who gets that OC? Yes. Vinny does. Um, hey, how many? How many? What's the town? Because Vinny just got like uh, got himself a decent amount. Yeah, he has week. a whole bunch now. Les hommes de l'Ouest, soft serve, soft serve needs this win. No, the men of West are gonna do it. Oh yeah, Antoine Cote is gonna run all over him. Yeah, no competition. Uh, Keyport lock, don't mess with Texas. Keyport, don't mess with Texas. And the battle for the last seed, the Tide versus Show Me Your TDs. Tide. Yeah, Tide knocks him out. Yes, sir. And that's it. Not your words, please. For all of us here at the Week Extra Point Live, you don't know what that means. I'm happy you're here, Mokan, because I wouldn't go 40 minutes of just myself. I went 10 minutes by myself. Uh, good night, <laughs> toilet. Wow, shots fired. Wait, I think I have a sound for this. Wait, I got to find it. I got to find it. The mics are still on, eh? I know. Shots were so fired. Oh.